0: another edition of the College of Showcase Watchlist Show, tracking the top NFL draft prospects on the scene each and every week, brought to you by the NFL Draft Bible, broadcasting around the globe, with your hosts, Joe Everett, Justin Gamble, and me, the RIC, Rick Saratella, we are on air. Oh, baby, can't stop, won't stop, you heard the man, RIC, right, and the place to be, Rick Saratella here. Back at it again for the first show of the 2018 College Gridiron Showcase Watch List Show. If you're new to the show, welcome, everybody. We do this each and every week. We'll be counting you down to the fourth annual College Gridiron Showcase and Symposium in Addison, Texas. Yes, we have a new home, same state, new location, bigger and better, and we'll get to that in just a second. But uh, if you're new to the show, let me just tell you, we've got some changes here this year we're going to make. Uh, we're going to be trying to get this show out more to the masses. We had a lot of uh, great feedback and response and people wanting to know you know, when we're going to be starting back up. Well, we'll be back at it each and every week here on the Blog Talk Radio at NFL Draft Bible Channel. We'll also get this out on our YouTube channel over on the All Access Football page there. Of course, you can find us on NFLDraftBible.com. We're now on iTunes. Okay, and we'll be uploading this to SoundCloud as well. So if you're a podcast fan, and, and we'll, you know, hey, it's our first day back. We'll get the Facebook Live and the Periscope and Twitter streaming too. So bear with us. But we're really excited because we have the usual suspects, uh, Director of College Football, Joe Everett, Associate Director, Justin Gamble. Of course, Rick Serratella here. And, you know, we're going to take a look ahead what's in store for the fourth annual College Gridiron Showcase and Symposium. But we can't do that until we recap this past year's showcase where we had 111 NFL scouts, over 100 guys in in rookie camps uh, trying to make an NFL roster. And quite honestly, folks, I mean, we only had three players drafted yet we had over 100 players in NFL camps, which tells me we've really done a great job cornering the market and finding and identifying the undrafted free agent market. And that's really what the College Gridiron Showcase is all about because, you know what, I tell these players, you're here for a reason. Nobody else wanted you. But now it's time for them to prove us right because we saw something in them, and that's really what we're trying to do. And it's not where you play, it's how you play, and who better to talk about it and one of our co-founders of the College Gridiron Showcase. He is Craig Redd. He joins us right now on the Defiance Fuel Order Hotline. Welcome to the show, Craig. A lot of exciting news to get to. Uh, it's been an a exciting time just watching these guys, where they land, but uh, say hello to the people out there.
1: Good afternoon, everyone. Glad to be
0: back. Uh, we're glad to have you, Craig. And, you know, I wanted to talk to you about some of the changes for the 2018 College Gridiron Showcase But since it's our first show We have some new listeners People are tuning in maybe for the first time They want to know more about the game But more specifically tell them about Your role and what you do uh, In a short version if you can my friend Of course uh, I'm,
1: I'm The co-founder and director Of operations of the College Gridiron Showcase My job is to to kind of corral everyone, make sure we are a fine-tuned machine, make sure everything is in order so our executive director, Jose Jefferson, can just make sure the ship runs right, make sure we're doing everything we need to do for our athletes, our scouts, and the agents who come to our event. And, you know,
0: we mentioned over 100 players in in, uh, rookie camps, These past OTA sessions, Craig. That's just from this past year's event. Of course, we have more alumni from previous years, and this will be the fourth year now uh, down in Texas, and there's a new home for the College Gridiron Showcase. Let's talk about that first.
1: There there is, and before I even go to that, I want to applaud you, Joe, Justin, Christian, for you guys doing such a great job and assembling such a great roster for us this past year to allow these you know, hundred plus players getting into NFL camp. So first, I want to thank you guys and thank you, guys, you know, thank you, you know, for all the listeners. Um, but yes, we we have moved from Bedford, Texas. We're moving to Addison, Texas, which is maybe about 25 minutes uh, up the road. the The reason for the move is is it, good things. I mean, as much as we hated to leave Bedford because they 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 were such a great host city for us. We just outgrew the place that we were at, um, and and that's that's a great thing for our event. That's what we're trying to do. We're just trying to grow every year. So, Addison, Texas really is going to allow us to uh, spread our wings a little bit more, spread our wings. So when our guests come, we we have plenty of places for them to go, and just put us in a in a place where hopefully we found a home for a long time, and and just allow CGS to to, to really grow. Uh, we've also partnered up with the Crown Plaza there in Addison, Texas. It's the Crown Plaza near Galleria Mall. That hotel, we're not outgrowing that anytime soon. Um, the hotel just offers us so much more space, so much more meeting space. So it's going to allow us to have some more great seminars for, for our athletes, for our parents, uh, more room for the scouts, for the agents. And as we get into this a little bit more, we'll, we'll talk about some more surprises that we have coming down the pipe uh, just for the football fan, for the, for the fan who wants to know more, learn more. We, we have some more exciting things for them. And then we, we found a new home for uh, the football part of it, which is going to be at, at Green Hill School, which, you know, is, is a private school there in Addison, Texas. And, you know, we're excited about partnering up with them and, you know, them allowing us to bring our event and our football players to their to their school and their venue.
0: Yeah, you know, it it was really uh, quite the sight to see because, you know, as you said, we outgrew the hotel last year. And for those of, of you in the industry who did attend, you know, the, the symposium is a big part and especially that first day there where there's really – there's no practices involved at all. The first day is is really just eight hours of intense NFL interview. You know, teams just interview players. Some players might get called into 20, 30 interviews in in a day. And, you know, you have a congregation of NFL scouts, and there's agents, and there's media, and there's – Trainers and there's sponsors and it's just every you know it's uh, it's really come a long way and as you mentioned now with the new uh, Crown Plaza partnership there Craig will will have the ability to um, allow this event to grow like it should be and the symposium classes the way we educate these players you know one of the biggest things that I'm, I'm going to talk about with Joe and Justin is. The one thing I, re- I realized that these players need guidance, but, boy, they really they need more guidance than I ever even possibly imagined, and that's the <laughs> good thing about the College Gridiron Showcase. No, really, you know, I go on location across the nation, as many of you know. I talk to a lot of these players, whether it's at an event, a camp, a game, a function, it's usually for a day. It's usually for a short interaction. It's usually for 15 minutes or less, whether it's a media day, a game interview, and you you know you talk to the player, and you move on. Where the Cotswold Art Showcase, you you really establish relationships, uh, the camaraderie. You get to know these players, and who's a prankster, and who's about their business, and and you know the more I talk to these players, man, it's just really we're we're really serving them. And and when you get to the Cotswold Art Showcase, my first year working with you guys, Craig, you, you realize no matter what you're there for it's it's the event is bigger than you and it's all about the players and it truly is everybody involved with the event and all the people behind the scenes and the coaches from top to bottom, they just are all in on making about the players and Craig, we got to let you run here shortly, but um, you know, I, I wanted to tell you, thank you for, for the way, uh, you know, Craig and yourself and Jose have uh, allowed us to uh, run this, Operation And, yeah, it is a team effort. The, the guys at the Draft Bible, Justin, Joe, Chris, I mean, they did an outstanding job, but, you know, we couldn't have done it without the input and the help from you guys. And uh, I know we'll be looking forward to a lot more 6 a.m. Uh, conference calls, text messaging, and, and all kinds of debates as we uh, get ready. Uh, last one, I mean, uh, are we allowed to talk about when the watch list will be unveiled Correct
1: i I don't think we have the exact date but yeah i I think within the next week week and a half, I think everyone can expect it to be unveiled uh i'm I'm going through it now, I know you guys have really been working hard on it I know jose's going through it right now, and you know we are we're just trying to to make sure that it's it's right so when we unveil it it it's going to be mind blowing um again mm. we're we're already assembling a great watch list of of some players. And I know you've already built your schedule. I'm working on building my schedule here for, for this upcoming season. And it, it's really going to be exciting. I, I can't wait. I'm, I'm glad it's back. I'm glad we're able to talk about it because we've been working behind the scenes for about four or five months already on this. Yeah. Um, and, and we're really excited. We have, we have some things in place. We'll have some great new announcements with uh, some new sponsors and, and, you know, again, some, some new things that we're adding uh, to to the event this year, so uh, I'm really excited that this just kicked off today. Uh, no, it's
0: exciting times, and, you know, the stuff
1: that we're not allowed to talk about yet is
0: even more exciting. We'll unveil more news as the season progresses. There is no offseason. In fact, the NFL draft season begins in Addison, Texas, January 6th through the 10th. That is the co-founder, Craig Redd, of the Cobb's Gridiron Showcase. We always appreciate the time, Craigie.
1: Thank you. I'll talk to you guys soon.
0: All right, there you have it. The co-founder Craig Red and uh, man, that watch list is going to be outstanding. He talks about excitement. Where I'm at personally, I'm at five games that first week of the college football season. I'm hitting five games right off the gate, and I'll be at two dozen college football games over the course of this uh, upcoming college football season. Big school, small school don't matter. Everything in between: D1, D2, D3. You see the Packers. They got three players from our College Gridiron Showcase from the D2 ranks. Right now, trying to make a 53-man roster, and that's what we're all about here at the NFL Draft Bible and the Cobb Gridiron Showcase. January 6th through the 10th, Addison, Texas. Book it. It's where you want to be. And uh, these guys that I'm about to welcome into the show know all about that. We're going to bring in our uh, Director of College Football Scouting, Joe Everett, our Associate Director, Justin Gamble. And, uh, you know, let's start off with uh, Joe. This uh, College Gridiron Showcase watch list that we just mentioned that we're about to unveil here, uh, it's, it's quite remarkable because not only does the draft season kick off in January with the College Gridiron Showcase, it's a must-pit stop now, 30 of the 32 NFL teams, but really the, the watch list sets off the draft season because what we do here is better than any other all-star event, I believe, uh, we – narrow down again big school big school small school our watch list we basically uh help all the other all-star events out there and do all the scouting for them because our watch list pretty much dictates the senior bowl watch list the NFLPA collegiate bowl the east-west shrine game once we unveil our list then the others will follow suit but joe just uh putting this beast together uh give us a little taste of what what the fans can expect to
2: see well i mean this is basically the 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 lay in the ground we're putting the pipe down and as you mentioned i I think a lot of uh, other establishments may be keeping our watch list just because you know we're one of the first out there but it's it's all well worth it and i think the listeners already know we've got so many projects in the off season that such a term doesn't exist we're really uh, going at it and you know, we, we had half the senior class already. You may as well just put the watch list out. And, yeah, it's uh, it looks great. but I can't wait to put it out there.
0: Yeah, it's going to be – I mean, when you see this list of players, it's, if you're a draft Nick, uh, you're just going to really be excited. And, uh, Justin, you know, the good thing about the watch list, Unlike the NFL Draft Bible prospectus that we just released on NFLDraftBible.com, you can get it right now. It would be the best $10 you invest if you want to get the top 100 NFL draft scouting reports and uh, some of the other things that we'll talk about later in the show. But, you know, it's interesting, Justin, because when we put together the top 100 for the prospectus, only 23 of the top 100 were actual seniors, So the the big board exercise and then the college gridiron showcase watch list exercise, it's, it's really good to see because now, (coughs) excuse me, like the Blesto and the national, just like these NFL teams. Now we're looking at just the draft eligible senior class and uh, it's going to, I'm not going to, I'm going to leave it for a surprise when we unveil it just how many players there are. But Justin, I I know you've got a chance to get a sneak peek on it, but uh, welcome to the show. And by the way, man, I mean, do we got to get to, like, a, a, a baseball bat or something? Maybe just beating people down on Twitter all the time, people coming at you at all, all angles. But I definitely <laughs> appreciate the, the perspective you're giving out there. And at GAM Scout, you want a good Twitter file, Joe's at, at Joe W. Everett. You can follow the, the College Gridiron Showcase at All Star of course, at NFL Draft Bible. But Justin's been breaking down not only the college scouting, but if you want NFL scouting, we just did our 2020 vision, uh, the top players at each position in the year 2020 for the NFL. That's also part of our 2018 prospectus. But, Justin, man, you've been breaking it down, NFL, college scouting, and just people coming at you, all kinds of crazy crookedness. Yeah, man, Twitter is an angry site. I I mean, I knew it was (laughs) – I mean, it was ruthless
3: out there but I mean you you start breaking down NFL players and that's when the real fans come out and I mean it is just brutal out there I'm just trying to do my work but uh, <laughs> uh yeah I'm having a blast I mean in the offseason it's so important I feel like to me to start looking into the NFL and or you know I mean we, we scout college guys so it, it's very important for me to start looking into the NFL stuff because uh, I mean that's where they're going that we have to know what we're scouting for. So been doing that, been doing a lot of quarterback work, especially with our 2020 series that we just finished up. So I've been trying to get a lot of NFL stuff done, um, trying to break down all the quarterbacks and break down just as much stuff as I can, man. There's not enough hours in the
0: day, but I do what I can. So, No doubt. And, you know, Justin, you know, um, you've been with us for a couple years now. I'm actually going to be – it's hard to imagine – saying this, I'm going to be entering my 17th NFL draft cycle. And every year I know I learn so much about the process and, you know, getting to be at the college gridiron showcase, getting to assemble the rosters and then getting to interact with the scouts on hand. I mean, you could just learn so much. Also being around our coaching staff, but Justin, we'll start off with you. We're going to talk about next year and we're going to talk about some of the players that got drafted and some of the undrafted guys and some names you need to know, but just overall in general about the College Gridiron Showcase, I mean, thoughts and impressions, uh, maybe some scouting lessons you learned uh, our first year working with the College Gridiron Showcase. Yeah, I mean, when we, we, the first thing
3: that kind of just, Stood out to me watching, you know, different all-star game circuits and all that other stuff. And it was just how smoothly the CGS ran. I mean, it was my first year, so I kind of got there and didn't know what to expect and didn't know what kind of things we were going to be getting ourselves into. But, I mean, to walk in my first year and not have a clue what to do, but have everything kind of laid out for you, have a good itinerary and have it kind of stick, uh, it kind of stayed true to itself. It was just um i think the staff the people who run it everything that went into it it was just, it it ran so smoothly um the people cared about the i mean craig and sherry and everyone who's there it was interesting to me to see how much they genuinely cared about these players and uh how much they cared about the well-being of everybody there um how easily or how easily they tried to make it on the nfl scouts trying to get interviews and um it it was um yeah, it just as the way that they put it together, how well it was ran, how well organized, that was something that stood out to me uh, having it be my first year for sure.
0: And anything on the scouting side before I toss it over to Joe? I know, you know, the one thing I learned on, on the scouting side, and I already knew this, but just the, the depth of levels of, you know, not necessarily cheating, but – just trying to, man, get an edge. And it just it even extends down to the undrafted free agent guys. I mean, just uh, to see it, you know, one team just tell a player, you know, listen, we have an interview with you in three hours. I want you to go up in your room and just lock yourself and don't go meet with any team. <laughs> and, you know, the player did it. And it's just <laughs> like, dude, you know, you're, you're you're missing out on other NFL teams Opportunities, and if I told you what team it was, you probably wouldn't be surprised. But it just—it just—it's so true that if you ain't team, you ain't trying, and and yeah. even it even it applies to scouting.
3: <laughs> no, yeah, I mean definitely. From it, it was interesting to watch the players um, off the field and on the field. Um, you could tell the guys that wanted to be there that lived for it. Um, I remember watching the drills, the DB drills, and Ryan Reed, the cornerback from Baylor. I mean, he jumped in front. Every single drill, he was the first guy in line. He was ready to demonstrate or just be the guinea pig and be like, all right, well, I'll try this. Um, But he was one of those guys that played the game with his hair on fire, man. And uh, I've been in the hotels. He was down there ready for interviews, ready to do whatever anyone needed him to do. Um, And I, I remember playing, you know, sports my entire life. It's funny to watch those guys who are always ready to jump up in line and ready to get going. Those are the guys that... Passionate about the game. Those are the guys that it translates on the field. I mean, they're ready to go. They're ready to be there. And uh, when you you watched him in line for the drills and you watched him in the hotel, and then when you watched him in the real game play, that dude was ready to go. Um, So it was one of those scout. It was kind of just something, again, I knew too, but it was watching the guys that wanted to be there. Um, And it was just kind of a good time to realize hey, you can observe these guys 24 7 and get a lot of scouting, get some you know, interesting tidbits about their life and who they are and what they want to do and how passionate they are about the game. So that was pretty cool to see.
0: Yeah, you know, you make a good point, Justin, because you can never measure a player's heart. But then when you go and see stuff like that, it makes you feel just a little bit better about investing in a player. And, you know, Joe, I'm going to go over to you now. I mean, I, I talked to Craig a little bit just about the the thoughts and impressions of, of me speaking to these players, building the relationships and realizing that, you know, these guys, they get to the college grid or in showcase. Some of them have yet to sign with an agent. Some of them have yet to decide where they're going to be training and preparation for the combine or the pro day. And just many of them, uh, and their parents included, unless you had a parent that played in the NFL, they're just very clueless about the NFL draft process. And, uh, I think you know that's really where I feel like uh, I want to help out a little bit more just uh, guiding players and, and uh, helping them make the right decisions because you know there there are a lot of people at not only the college that are and showcase, but throughout the draft process you're going to encounter a lot of people and um, not necessarily with bad intentions but you know with their intentions at the forefront and not with the players. Uh, best intentions at the forefront, and, and players need to be able to decipher that, and they need a lot of help in that area. So, uh, Joe, just curious to you before we get into the players, you know, what's what were your thoughts and impressions and, you know, uh, maybe a scouting lesson that you were able to pick up and learn from the College Gridiron Showcase working with those guys?
2: Just kind of pick up that chord that you and Justin were touching on. Uh, You could tell some of the guys that wanted to be there, some of the guys that wanted to ball, uh, one of the things that stuck out was that last day. Uh, Some of the guys, you know, not itch, some people leaving early. I'll tell you right now, Casey Sales and Shakir Soto didn't want to leave. They just wanted to keep on playing. And, boy, that just – that speaks volumes to me, and I think uh, any of the other evaluators still there, it should uh, you know be a little asterisk by their name that and this, these These two kids just want a ball and uh, I think like you mentioned too though there is it 's just like a responsibility. Uh, I started feeling, and one of the lessons learned—it's like, man, you know, this, uh, these are these kids. This is their chance, and uh, this is our uh, opportunity to give them a platform as such. So, but yeah, just general thoughts and impression. I love Texas. I'm, I'm, I'm tasting the defiance fuel and uh, uh, some Whataburger right mm-hmm. now. So, you know, ready to get down south. And mm-hmm. I think, what well, one thing—if I uh, could speak on our All-Star event compared to others—it's just the format I I think is so much more beneficial to these players with the practices. And then you give them the live scrimmage. You you just show scouts uh, scenarios that they want to see. And and with the separate rosters, I think it's a great opportunity for just multiple players to have good footage out there, you know, past their college uh, uh, team, you know, that film. So that's, that's one thing. I think uh, we're definitely unique and I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be a part of it.
0: Yeah. There's no wasted time. It's, It's more of an OTA-style format. We incorporate feedback from the NFL scouts if they want to see a player return kicks, if they want to see a player at a different position. Uh, Tyrone Swoops is a a perfect case study because he chose to come to the College Gridiron Showcase over some of the other All-Star game invites because it was more conducive to what he was trying to do. Rather than go out and play in a meaningless game in an empty stadium where the NFL scouts already went home, he had the opportunity to, to make that transition to tight ends and not necessarily be thrown into the fire right away but actually be in a practice element where, you know, the scouts can see him making that transition, going one-on-one and taking a peek at what they got to work with. And, you know, the, the way it's structured, you know, it, it's, it's really great because I know from an evaluation standpoint, I love the one-on-ones I think that's where you, you begin to see the separation uh, of player X to player Y to player Z. And then we incorporate the scrimmage so you get to see what they look like in an 11 versus 11 atmosphere. But, uh, you know, no other event is doing that. And, you know, it's definitely a, a very, uh, as you guys mentioned, organized, structured uh, I felt like, you know, there was great communication between the personnel departments and, and our side of things, and that'll just continue to improve and get better with, with the injury updates, the background information, uh, players, you know, getting injured, new players arriving. It's just um, so many moving parts. And, yeah, the, you know, uh, our mother hen Carla and all the great people behind the scenes just uh, turning this the, – the, make it's a year-round endeavor, really. Uh, you know, everybody will come down and see – the 4 days that we're in Addison, Texas, but it really takes an entire year to uh host such an event. Uh, now, guys, before we move on to the drafted players, you know, uh we'll have to keep this clean, but any memorable moment that stands out to you guys, and we had a lot of memorable moments. Uh we'll we'll go over we'll go over to you uh uh Joe, we'll start it with you. <laughs>
2: Well, well, first off, we got to say Coach Key. <laughs> Every <laughs> practice, <laughs> uh, our, our trainer, uh, what, what a guy. He was uh, one of the most uh, you know, just coolest people to meet on the coaching staff. Uh, Nick James, running off the field, screaming, big dogs got to eat. Uh, I'll remember that for the day I die. And then uh, I had a great opportunity. I drove uh, uh, David Rivers a Youngstown State, the cornerback home from Uh, The championship game, the FCS, they unfortunately lost to James Madison, but uh, it was a cool 35 minutes just kind of get to know you. Couldn't ask to meet a nicer kid and, uh, you know, still wish him the best. But uh, those are some of the things that was just kind of a, you know, just a neat time to have down in Texas, man. Yeah,
0: definitely. Very cool stuff. How about you, Justin?
3: Well, one of them was when Joe decided to pop on a uh, Colts, Colts, uni- or Colts hoodie, and uh, <laughs> people thought he was a Colts scout, and I'm not sure he denied it. I think he just ran. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but I think one of the memorable moments for me was one of our drafted guys, Jalen Ware, the Alabama State tackle. Um, I remember watching him in the one-on-ones at one point, and uh, I think it was Corey Vereen went against him. And quiverine kind of gave him a little stutter inside. And I thought, no way, this kid's not going to bite. You know, like Jalen Ware's going to have to, you know, step inside. He's going to get beat on the outside. He's going to get beat in the in and out. Um, but he, his that was when I realized this kid's got something. I mean, he patiently went inside and then kept his feet moving and punched outside um, on the counter move. And it was one of those moments where you just realize, you know, this, this player knows what he's doing. I mean, he's. Above, his, he's beyond his years uh, for coming from a small school and being pretty raw. I think
0: or we just uh, Justin,
3: yeah. Tommy, yeah, no, we yeah, we got you, we
0: got you. Um, yeah, it was just those
3: moments where you're just sitting there, you're looking at your your, your tennis paper, and just dang, this player, this kid knows where he's going. Um, he might have a bright future with all these physical gifts. So um it was a scouting moment. It was one of those things where you you know, you have to understand not to be an emotional scout and overreact, but it was it was just a memorable um quick little tidbit that I that I still have not forgotten when I uh watch watch that kid play.
0: Yeah, you talk about that. Arm punch, man. He was jabbing out there like George Foreman. And uh, we'll talk about our our drafted players in just a second. You know, um, you know, Joe. I want to get to that Rogue Buchanan story if we could do a short version. But you know, for me, it was just really being a sponge, especially on the late night. I mean, uh, so much work goes into this, uh, and we're up. You know, some of us are up in the lobby at like six a.m. because uh, you know we're just so excited and can't wait to get started and. You know, we probably go to bed. We close down the bar, you know, maybe 2, 3 o'clock. So, you know, I can't share all those stories. But, you know, just being being on that bar stool and surrounded by such an experienced coaching staff uh, it is really a privilege, in my opinion, to be around those guys because I learned so much. Um, you can't teach experience. And these guys have lived it, walked it, talked it, breathed it, uh, all over every level you could possibly imagine and i i i really <laughs> even when you're not working uh you're working and i just i learned so much uh from my great coaches whether it was uh our defensive coordinator Marvin Jones our offensive coordinator Wayne Anderson uh our D line coach Don Wenick our uh wide receiver coach Tom Kudney uh, the list goes on and on. They all did an outstanding job, and, and uh, just really honored to be around those guys. Real quick, Joe, we're gonna talk about drafted guys, undrafted guys, names you need to know. We'll take a quick look ahead at next year, but it hit us with that Ray Buchanan Jr. story because that was pretty funny, man. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I mean, and, you know, great kid. He just comes up to introduce himself. I'm wearing this Colts parka. And he says, "Excuse me, sir, my name's Ray Buchanan Jr." And I'm like. Oh, yeah, we know who you are. You're doing great out there, right? He's like, Well, you, you, you drafted my father. And I'm like, Yeah, big playwright. It's like, Yeah. <laughs> I mean,. It was just, I mean I, I was, you know, I should have just been forthright with it like, listen, I'm just some guy with a Colt parka. But uh, <laughs> also at the same time, I didn't want to, you know, bust his bubble. He's out there working hard for scouts, you know, like let him go out there, be his best version of himself, I say. So uh, really great. I think the, over- the overlying message, though, of the story should be that he took it upon himself to introduce himself. So I think that's, uh, mm-hmm. that. you know, really shows uh, a lot of quality of the kid.
0: Yeah, and, and the funny part was the next day when me and Joe came to do the post-game recap show, we saw Joe rocking the NFL draft Bible polo and just gave him that, that death stare like,
2: man, you are no
0: coach. <laughs> you ain't nobody. <laughs> but, you know, like you said, Joe, the lesson to be learned there. You know, I had one player come up to me and say, hey, you know, uh, none of the NFL teams spoke to me. I, I looked at him like, you know, well, maybe you should introduce yourself. <laughs> you know, I mean, like one of you guys just said, some, you, you really saw which players got it and which players didn't. You know, those guys that stayed on the field and lingered and just didn't want to leave, guess what? The scouts came on the field, started talking to players that were lingering, got to get some, gather some background information, <clears throat> and maybe it led to an interview later on that night when, you know, if you just don't say nothing – uh sometimes, you know, players think the the teams are going to always come to them. Well, guess what? If they're not, maybe you need to go introduce yourself, talk to somebody, because every person you come across or meet at the Cogs Gridiron Showcase is nothing but opportunity. And, uh you know, the breakdown was incredible from, again, D1, Power 5. I mean, our our, our O-line and D-line were just so SEC, Power 5, conference heavy. And then we had skilled positions from – uh non non power five conference small school fcs d2 all levels it's just a great environment and um 30 of 32 nfl teams we're hoping to have all 32 there next year pittsburgh and arizona if you're listening uh 111 nfl scouts 130 plus if you want to count the cfl teams and over 100 players getting nfl opportunities to make that 53 man roster and yeah only three guys, and, you know, to put it in perspective, the Senior Bowl, the East-West Shrine game, the NFL PA Collegiate Bowl, they're all taking 100 to 110 guys. Uh, so there's 330 players there. You know, you add our event into the mix, and, you know, only 250 players are getting drafted. So it is, a, it is a great look for these guys. We had three players drafted. We'll take them one by one. One of the first guys we spoke to, Joe – was a linebacker, converted fullback that, um, you know, it, it was, again, a guy making a transition to a new position. I always liked the the linebacker to fullback transition, but being a fullback is so hard to make a living in the NFL because I don't even think half the league is, is even implementing a, a fullback anymore. But this kid, Alex Arma, out of West Georgia Joe, I, I think he may have been the very first interview we did of the day, but – you know, it's funny because if you were to tell me, you know, take a guess on who our first player drafted would be, I never thought it would be the fullback from West Georgia.
2: Yeah, that's the guy. I'm want to say the last person I would put up there, but uh, Ware, Jalen Ware, of course, uh, and then I'd say at least four or five other names before Armagh, But um, you know, it kind of fits. I mean, what the Panthers do on offense, and what they did with a a player like Mike Tolbert and Boy, some of the funnest tape to watch is Alex Armaud. He's just everywhere. Give the kid a helmet. He's on offense. He's on defense. He's on the Wii fence. Uh, and I think that's another part of why the Panthers like him. He's going to be a good gunner. They're looking for big, explosive dudes. And I think explosiveness was the theme of Carolina's whole draft with McCaffrey and Curtis Samuel. And let's just get guys that can uh, blow up. And maybe that will give us an edge somehow. But, um, yeah, I, I, how the transition is going to work, I think there's room for him. He did a little H back. He can line up in line. He's a real powerful blocker. Uh, that's some of the, like I said, funnest part of his highlights from junior and senior year. He just, he really does blow people up, uh, in the run game. So, uh, he's not just willing. He's an effective, uh, blocker that can wall people off. So, you know, he's definitely going to have to add some more bulk. but I don't think that's going to be a bad thing. He's just, uh, Hopefully it, it works out for him, but yeah, it's going back, rediscovering this kid I think was one of the uh, funnest parts of prepping for this show. I'm just like, dude, I, I, I missed a little bit on Alex Armagh, man. He's, he's, he's got some uh, real nice footage out there.
0: Yeah. I, I think it's the third year in a row now that CGS has either had a, a fullback drafted or a starting fullback has emerged from the event. So kind of becoming a uh, fullback developmental program there down in Texas with the college greater and showcase every year uh, of fullback uh, starting in the NFL. So, you know, Justin, a lot of people were talking about the additions, the the draft picks of Kristen McCaffrey and and, uh, the Ohio State playmaker in the backfield. They actually used three picks on on the backfield. Now you get a guy like Alex Arma, Line him up back there with turf toe, Johnny Stewart. I mean, you got nearly 500 pounds of beef coming at you. How do you see this pick uh, shaking out? Sixth round pick, in fact, for the Carolina Panthers.
3: Well, I mean, you don't draft a fullback unless you plan to use him, right? So, I mean, he's going to be paving the way for Christian McCaffrey come soon. Um, He's a big kid. I mean, every day of practice, he was thumping people. He just wanted to be out there. You could tell that he wanted to be there. It wasn't like, you know, he got on the bus and just kind of walked off and was like, well, this is what I have to do today. I mean, the kid definitely was passionate about the game. He had – his hair was on fire, man. So, um, like I said, I don't think you wa- – you, you don't waste a pick, a sixth round pick on a fullback unless you plan to use him. So, it's not a wasted pick. I mean, this kid's going to play, and he's we're going to see a CGS kid make a name for himself. And I think – Soon too. I don't think, you know, I don't think it's a fullback is one of those things where it's like give it a few years to sit. It's not a quarterback. He's going to play this year, and uh, we're going to hear his name on Sunday. It's going to be fun to see.
0: Yep, number one hundred and ninety-two overall, and then, you know, we waited about forty picks to the to hear the next college gridiron showcase selection. And, and Justin, you touched on it uh, earlier in the show, a guy that I think we probably unanimously feel like might have been the most dominant player there on the offensive side of the ball, at least, and that's Jalen Ware yeah. uh, from south Alabama. Anything else you want to add that you haven't already mentioned about that young man?
3: I mean, the kid was just a natural. I don't, I, I'm going to be honest, I didn't know his name that well before we got to, the, before we got to Bedford. Um, and then watching him in the line drills and then the one-on-ones, it was just apparent that he was a level above pretty much everyone else there. Uh, he was just so natural in the way that he understood how to leverage the edge on his, in his position. He knew um, how to use his length. He knew how to stop counter moves. He understood spacing and just how to get himself into his kick slide and you know wall off. The, it was just it was just fun to watch because um, I, I wouldn't say there wasn't a ton of quality o- o- offensive tackles there. There was, but this kid was definitely you know, a tier above everyone else. He got it. And seeing him get drafted is awesome because, you know, watching him out in Bedford, the talent was just apparent. And you're hoping, like, someone's going to see this kid. Someone's got to give him a chance because he's got the talent. He just needs some coaching. He needs some functional strength to be added. But um, he knew what he was doing, and he definitely has the skills to play at the next level. So um, hopefully he sticks in Oakland. Hopefully they can get the best out of him.
0: Well, I'll even take it a step Further, and, and tell you that this guy reminds me of, uh, very much like Teron Armstead coming out, where, yeah, there, there's some raw edges to his game, but this guy's a future starter. Um, you know, I was surprised, Joe, because, you know, he came to us later on in the process. And, you know, when I found out he was from Mobile, Alabama, playing at South Alabama, and then I went and watched his film, I'm saying to myself, God, this guy deserves to be playing in the senior bowl. And yeah. the fact that we were able to get him, I mean, I was ecstatic. And, and then he lived up to the, to the high. I mean, there was kind of like an internal buzz w- within our internal scouting department. And I know we were all excited about what this kid could show. And we we're kind of scratching our heads because he did deserve a, a senior bowl invite. He was that good in my opinion. And, and I think Oakland, they had a fantastic draft once again, they have a, a, a bunch of College Gridiron Showcase alumni in their training camp. But uh, thoughts and impressions on Jalen Ware, who not only was an impressive player on the field, Joe, but an impressive individual to meet and, and talk with as well.
2: And that's what stuck out. when you I think you interviewed him and just standing next to this, I mean, gargantuous man. You're like, this, guy, this guy has length for days. That's for sure, but uh, I, I'm so happy for him because he's one of our kids that embraced the whole process. Uh, he did multiple All-Star events. He really tested out extremely well. I think he had a sub-five uh, second 40 time for a guy that size. That's pretty freakish. So, I mean, uh, he also just, uh, like, checked off all the boxes. So, I think, yeah, coming into this uh, draft, it was uh, I th- just – internal conversations, Mike Riddleman, you and me just like, yeah, it's Jalen Ware. it's got to be him. So really, I think the Raiders got to steal. And I think that's another great point. It's like why he didn't make the senior bowl being in their backyard. Well, Hey, but let, let, let's just say that's a, a steal for a college period Iron showcase. Uh, well, the, the scoreboard reads one for CGS. now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's what we do, baby. NFL draft, Bible Joe Everett, Justin Gamble, Rick Saratella. You heard from the co-founder Craig Redd earlier in the show. And, uh, five picks later, number 236 overall, the Tennessee Titans. Joe went to small school FCS on a, a guy in my backyard here at Villanova from the Bronx, Brad Seaton. Uh, A guy that really had a buzz leading up to him. Uh, If if you really track NFL team visits, I mean, this guy really put on the mileage. He was on the move. Uh, I I think about a dozen teams brought him in for a visit, which had me feeling real good about his chances getting drafted. He just eked in there at number 236 to the Tennessee Titans. But uh, what can you tell us about Brad Seaton,
2: Joe? Uh, The dude is a giant. He's not just tall. He is thick, and uh, that's what the Titans, that's kind of their M.O. They really love big athletic kids, and they've always embraced kind of the smaller school. And got to tip the cap to you, Rick, Uh, getting this guy on the list was a great call because, you know, he's all about the power running game, fits the Titans offense. Uh, Once again, happy for him because this is the, I believe it's Russ Grimm coaching him up for the Titans. Like you could not ask for better so uh they've got a great track record of developing their linemen so good home for brad Seaton. i think it's a good scheme fit and boy that it's i gotta admit though this is one like i didn't know that he'd get drafted pretty sure he'd get a, a udfa contract but uh no he'd, he'd snuck right in there and uh once again this is just uh, if i was a lineman i'd freaking love to go to tennessee
0: well, you know, and coming out of the FCS level, I mean, he's going to be viewed as more of a developmental guy, obviously a seventh-round pick, Justin. But, I mean, what, what what more can you ask for coming out of Villanova? You play against uh, arguably two Pro Bowl-caliber – I mean, Taylor Lewan, Jack Conklin, the pressure is not on you to come in and, and produce right away. I mean, this is a, a great pick with that, you know, ground and pound, as Joe mentioned. I mean, they're just – <laughs> De- DeMarco Murray, Derek Henry uh, They got a couple fullbacks on that roster I mean these guys mean business
3: Yeah man I mean they're they're coming straight at the defense You gotta buckle up your chin strap for these guys um, At Tennessee I think the one thing that stood out about Seton was you look at him and you think Like this guy's a giant and Like You know he's gonna get pushed around though because he's pretty tall And like I don't know how he's gonna hold up But the one Major thing that continued to surprise me I think each day of practice was his functional strength I mean his anchor and his ability to just kind of he had he had that grown man strength where you, you you know someone would get under his pads and you're thinking like all right this guy's going down like a tree and no he just stayed in there he just stayed in there and battled it out and just kept fighting um and you know even when he lost his leverage it was like he still has the strength to maintain and uh hold his ground so it was just one of those things that you know another shocking <laughs> scouting lesson is like don't judge a book by or don't yeah don't judge a book by its cover cuz i thought this dude was going to get thrown around a little bit um he held his own all week long um and i'm so it's it's awesome to see him get drafted cuz like like joe said i wasn't sure he was going to get drafted i think it was kind of hard in general just to predict who was who was who the guys were going to be that were going to get drafted not drafted it's such a crazy process but um it was fun to watch Seen for sure, because he was one of those. He was one of those definitely lessons that you learn, where you know you have to understand. You you just got to watch him play. You can't judge him by what you
0: see. You got to watch him play. Well, and you know not only that he answered the questions that NFL scouts have so many times. When you're FCS, small, you know, labeled as a small school prospect, they say, well, you know, he did it against inferior competition. Well, he comes to the college gridiron showcase. He's he's going up against guys in the sec now almost every snap and holding his own and you know you take a look at it now the three guys we did get drafted west georgia south alabama and villanova so hey at the end of the day if you are good enough the nfl will certainly find you and, and again college grid iron showcase is providing that platform now you're tuned in to our first show of the 2018 College Gridiron Showcase Watch List show, we'll be back at it again each and every week. Uh, we're gonna blast it all over the website, Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, SoundCloud, and all that good stuff. I want to take a quick time out to remind everybody that you know the NFL draft never stopped, even though the draft ended. We began on the prospectus, and, and we have the top 100 prospects in the country now available. Uh, for download, it's nine It'll be the best $10 you ever spend if you're a draft Nick. Uh We have the top 25 players ranked at each position, regardless of draft class. Nobody else is, is, is doing that right now. And then what's really cool is the 2020 vision. This was a great project, uh, a fun project. Uh, I'm going to have Justin talk about that in a second, but some of the other things you'll get, FCS small school big board grades. We have the top FCS players. Uh, Justin did a new 2018 mock draft. And uh, Justin, just give us a little taste on the 2020 vision because that was such a a fun project to do. Um, What can people expect when they download this, this 2020 vision project?
3: I mean, I definitely think you can expect to see a lot of new names. I know, I I mean, just looking at the list of the votes that you, me, and Joe had, you could tell we were all kind of being optimistic and having fun with kind of introducing new names and new players to each other. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot of NFL players currently that I know we left off the list, and, you know, some people might stop at that and say, well, you know, these guys are dominating right now, or, you know, these guys have been great for years, but... I think it was fun for us to introduce the new college players that are up and coming um the guys that will be coming out in the next year. Or so um, that will, you know, we expect maybe to take the league by storm. Uh, so it was really fun just to incorporate not only NFL players, rookies that haven't played yet, but, you know, players from the next three draft classes. Um, it was, it was. a.
0: Yeah. It's, it's fun to see how the voting tallies came out. And I think, it's also interesting to see, I think, you know, Joe and myself probably, you know, being a little bit older than Justin, we, we kind of went with more experienced older guys. And I think Justin, you know, had a, a lot of um, some young players that, you know, he. that's why, you know, it's great perspective, the three of us. If you want a good blend of evaluation, I mean, between Justin, Joe, and myself, it's just really interesting to see how the votes tallied out. And you can see we, we we pretty much predict who the top players are at each position on the 2020 vision. Uh, Joe, real quick, a, a quick thought about the 2018 NFL Draft Bible Prospectus that people can get now available on NFLDraftBible.com, and then we're going to um, get down. we got about 10 minutes or so to talk about some of the undrafted
2: free agent signings. Well, it's just a great online guide uh, to have. I don't care if you're uh, sitting there watching for, for draft purposes. I don't care if you're an agent. I don't care if you're gambling on the game. This this thing will help you. We've got extensive scouting profiles, top 100 players in all of co- college football, regardless of class now. And uh, maybe I'm a little uh, crazy on some of my opinions of these players that are young, but I mean, I think that, that, that young freshman at Alabama who had not played a down of college football is going to be a special player. And, yes, we've got him in the top mm. 100. So, you're going to have mm. to read about him, but also it's just, uh, I think we're, it's a similar theme to what Justin brought up. We're introducing some names, but also giving you a nice guide to where uh, this player is better by comparison than that player, even though he may be a sophomore compared to a senior. So, that's, uh, I don't think any uh, online guide's given you that kind of perspective.
0: Yeah, a guy like Rashawn Gary out of Michigan, who will probably be a household name in three years. We already have a scouting report on him, and he hasn't yet really even played much. Um, so I know a lot of people love it. Uh, a lot of people who play dynasty leagues and fantasy football have, have purchased the guy to get an edge on that. But, um, you know, that's a, a little taste of what you can expect to get from the 2018 prospectus available now, NFLDraftBible.com. Like I said, if you're a draft nick man, Ten bucks, be the best ten bucks you spend. So, we talked about our College Gridiron Showcase uh, draft picks from last year's event. Uh, Justin, I'll go over to you. Signings, undrafted free agent signings. We mentioned over a hundred of them, or a hundred guys now that were in camp. Uh, who are some players that didn't necessarily get drafted, but you see them uh, making a little bit of a name for themselves? Did we lose Justin? Oh, okay. Justin, I think, I think he had to call back in Justin. Are you with us?
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. You guys hear me? Yep, yep. You go right on, right on. Um, Baylor, Baylor cornerback, Ryan Reed. Um, he was a firecracker at the entire CDS event. Uh, um, on tape, he's feisty. He's one of those small guys that knows he's small and he's got to make up for it, but there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, I think he's at the Minnesota Vikings camp right now. Um, Prototype nickel cornerback, I remember I talked to a Lions scout while we were at the CGS, and he said, you know, they sent me down here specifically to watch Ryan Reed and a few of the other DBs, and we view him as, a, you know, one of the prototypical nickel corners. Uh, I think he made a name for himself at the event. I think he had to sit out the last day. But uh, in all the practices he was able to participate in, he was, he was giving the wide receivers hell, man. Uh, it was all over the place. He was in their face, jawing, jabbing, whatever he had to do. Um, he's one of those guys I think has a shot, has a shot making a 53-man roster. Um, kind of, he's a lot like Quandre Diggs, the guy from Texas a few years ago, who ended up making the Lions roster um, as a nickel. So he he's he's one of my guys for sure. All right,
0: uh, Joe, any uh, signings there that stand out to you? Where you said, "Wow, great fit, great." Score. Great spot, landing spot. I think this guy's really going to make this roster and and make a little niche for himself.
2: Well, I like where Shakir Soto landed. Well, I I just like Shakir Soto. So, I mean, I'll just get that out of the way. But uh, in that new scheme, I think the Broncos uh, move him to more of the even front, and where they can use Soto is a nice rotational guy to play a little inside. He could play in on pass rushing downs, but that's, uh, I think, a group where he could fit in and, and it might be a nice scheme, scheme fit. And then my other guy, uh, well, one of my favorite players, uh, Young-Hway, Ko, Young-Hway Koo, I call him Young, <laughs> uh, he's on the Chargers. So, uh, and Josh Lambeau's nothing to write home about. I think he was 0-3 on 50-yard attempts, missed about four extra points. So uh, come on, young Hui, this is your chance. Uh, this, maybe he could get in there and steal himself a job in uh, newly Los Angeles.
0: Yeah, shout-out to Young hue who didn't punch me in the face after mispronouncing his name all week. Um, (laughs) We also had another great kicker out of UConn, Bobby Poyo, who's over in Baltimore. And, you know, I expect him to make that, uh, you know, I don't even know who the other kicker is in Baltimore off the top of my head, but I have no doubt in my mind that Bobby Poyo will win that job. Uh, shout out to coach Mike McCabe and one-on-one kicking for, for the work he did with our special teams guys, including uh, Anthony Kukla, our offensive MVP, who, you know, basically I felt like bringing him to the college on showcase, you know, I thought it might get him drafted, uh, but he did get an opportunity. He's with the Oakland Raiders uh, can play H back fullback, but they actually have him in camp as a long snapper. And, You know, he's going to make that team. I honestly do believe that. How about Matt Breida? Who, you say? Matt Breida. You want to know who had the most impressive measurables of any running back during the NFL draft season? It was Matt Breida, no doubt about it. And, you know, he didn't get um, an invite to the NFL scouting combine, but his pro day, I mean, was through the roof. The Georgia Southern running back uh, reports were he was the most impressive rookie During the rookie camp, I I think he's going to make a little home for himself as a change-of-pace guy. And uh, Check this, guys. I mean, 17 contract offers, 17 undrafted free agent contract offers. He chose uh, the San Francisco 49ers, and I believe he'll have a home there with uh, Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch. Also, Drew Morgan, I, I thought this was the guy that everybody thought you know, was going to get drafted, a great week of practice at College Gridiron Showcase, earned himself an invite to the East-West Shrine game, got the call over to Indianapolis at the NFL Scouting Combine, and, you know, while he didn't get drafted, uh, Drew Morgan is a guy, you know, the the Dolphins have had quite, you know, a bunch of success with College Gridiron Showcase players, uh, Joaquin Grant and, and some others, but Drew Morgan is a guy you definitely need to know, and, one last one, Rashad Coward uh, from Old Dominion. This guy was just really winning a lot of the one-on-ones, and I think he has a home on that Chicago Bears defensive line. Uh, so Rashad Coward, if you didn't know, you should know. And uh, Joe, I don't know if you have any other players. I know I had, you know, give us a name. You need to know. It kind of felt under the same category as, as signings that you like. Did you have a
2: name that, you know, the listening audience needs to know? Well, uh, just touching on Nick James did end up on Detroit. Um, uh, he wasn't like the priority top list, but he's got a contract. If that kid can stay on the pass, he is, is – we know him to be a monster. and It's just the, – the, the game is in him. I just hope he, he could just solidify himself there as a rotational lineman because – Uh, We know he can play. It's just a matter of, you know, focusing, adapting to the system, and, yeah, keeping his nose clean. He's a good kid. He's just uh, got to stay uh, on the path. And then Armada, I guess, I think he is going to start. But I think what Justin said is totally on point. Uh, He didn't draft a fullback not to start him and not to use him. Uh, Darrell Young last year of his contract – I think we're going to see a uh, a lot of Alex Armand. Any of our players that's got a chance to really start, it's got to be Armand, right?
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. And you mentioned Nick James. We talked about Jalen Ware being the most dominant player on the offensive side. Well, Nick James, I think, takes home that distinction on the defensive side. And he left a little bit early, you know, so he didn't get to stick around for the award portion. And uh, our defensive player of the week was Chris Odom from Arkansas State, another guy you should probably – uh, no, uh playing with the Atlanta Falcons, our guy Dan Quinn from Morristown, New Jersey, uh, snagging Chris Odom, whose father played about a decade in the league as well. And uh, before we wrap it up, we're going to go over to Justin for a name. You need to know, Justin, one last guy you have for us.
3: Sorry, guys, I just got back in. Where are we at?
0: Just one last guy, any name you need to know, or did you cover all the undrafted free agent signings? We're just uh, giving our final guys that you may need to know. Uh, Joe said <laughs> Nick James on Detroit. I said Chris Odom on the Falcons. You got somebody?
3: Yeah, let me toss up my boy, uh, Corey Barines, the outside linebacker, defensive end from Tennessee. I think he's at the Patriots camp right now. Total mm-hmm. Belichick type of guy, man, just a blue-collar, freaking worker bee. Um small he's undersized but he's fire man um i think i was talking to his agent and you know they said he he knew he wasn't going to test that well at any of the, the pro days and all that stuff but he said you know i'm a football player and that's what i do first and you know foremost so uh if i think he's one of those guys that's kind of a hybrid he could stick in the patriots
2: camp if anyone could
0: Yeah, you know, I got to say his spin move got uh, quite a few offensive linemen throughout the week. I I thought that was really impressive with his pass rush repertoire, so um, you know, we were going to try and touch base and take a look ahead on some of the uh, potential names that you're going to see unveiled on the 2018 College Gridiron Showcase watch list next week, but uh, we'll save that for next week's episode. It's been an hour of power, Um, so we're going to wrap it up here, and uh, before we do, <clears throat> Joe, uh, what do you got coming up? What's uh, what's your summer looking like? What can uh, the people at home expect to see here uh, next? Uh, I guess you know we've been working diligently on the Cosgrove Iron Showcase uh, watch list. We've got the prospectus now available, and uh, who knows, maybe maybe an, an
2: expanded
0: edition uh, in our future. What's what's going on in your neck of the woods?
2: without a doubt, working on expanding the prospectus and just, you know, uh, finally wrapped up all the spring games. I know a lot of people may not watch those, but I still think you can get a real nice flavor of local commentary and just some little mm-hmm. tidbits you may not know. And I think right now outside of that, just doing uh, it's a conference previews, uh, breaking down who's about to win, you know, who's who's got the best chance of winning conference and then, you know, NFL draft players to watch. So those, those you can expect to see pretty soon. Yeah,
0: Justin, you know, training camp will be upon us before we know it, but, uh, what's your summer game plan looking like here? What what can people expect to see? I know they can expect to see a lot of scouting analysis from you, uh, on your Twitter feed. If people want to follow at Joe W. Everett at GAM scout at NFL draft Bible at CGS all-star, but, uh, what what can people expect to see from you over the summer here, Jay?
2: Definitely
3: getting over to the Bronco training camp. Check on my donkeys. Um, <laughs>
2: uh, I've been
3: talking a lot of wide receivers lately with some other scouts and some other draft nicks. So um, I got a lot of different, I guess, points of views slash takes on the wide receiver class upcoming. Um, it's a special linebacker class too. So been talking a lot of that. I'm gonna play. You know, come out with something soon. Just going over, you know, the feel and what some of these guys are looking like as far as maybe NFL player comps slash, you know, level of overall, I don't know, man. I've, I've been getting so many different hot takes lately. It's hard to hard to keep them all up there, but uh, you got to dice, you know, slice and dice through them, see which ones are worthy, which ones are credible, and um, come out with some scouting analysis soon on the 2018 class as well as, you know, just more NFL uh, film work. So that is my game plan for the 2018,
0: man. Yeah, you're the, the hot take king, and, uh, you know, we've been heating up the summer already with our on-location coverage. If you guys didn't know, uh, check out our all-access football YouTube channel. Check out the NFLDraftBible.com website channel. But, I mean, we've been – all we just did Odell Beckham's youth football camp, we were at Brandon Marshall's um, wide receiver factory with Sterling Shepard and Evan Ingram, Quincy and Nunwa. Uh, Landon Collins had the celebrity softball game. We had a chance to talk to all kinds of guys there. O.J. Anderson and Brandon Jacobs and Wayne Gowman, three generations of running backs right there. Uh, honestly, you know, the, the the Jaworski interviews, you know, I got to talk to – I mean, I really appreciated these interviews so much. Though so I rarely, guys, I rarely go back and listen to my interviews because i lived it. I experienced it. I know what we talked about. But I enjoyed so much talking to not only Jaworski, but Ronnie Brown, uh, Jeff Bostic, Kajana Carter, John Runyon. I mean, the football stories that we shared there, if you're, you know, I'm 37 years old, so, you know, I had a chance to watch these guys play and to reminisce and go down memory lane. It was, it was really great. Uh, and, the, the Jeff Bostic story with Joe Gibbs and uh, uh, the running back, I mean, one of the best Super Bowl stories I've ever heard. Um, but yeah, just get in perspective, Kajana Carter, the number one overall pick as a running back, which is unheard of these days. And then, uh, you know, Ronnie Brown reliving the wild, you know, he started that wildcat phenomenon and he still t- uh, keeps in touch with Cadillac Williams. We talked about that. There is so much good stuff, but uh, we'll actually be next week. Stay tuned. We'll be on location at the Big Daddy Youth Football Camp. Check out BigDaddyFootball.com. We'll be out there with uh, Coach Spagnuolo, uh Coach Spag from the Giants. Muhammad Sanu will be there. Uh, Kerry Wynn and Jay Bromley from the Giants. Our guy, Eric Coleman, who was out at the Iron Iron Showcase, I'm looking forward. I missed him at the Beckham camp. I'm looking forward to seeing him out at the uh, Big Daddy camp. Brian Baldinger will be out there, so we'll have all kinds of interviews next week. I think we'll be out there on Tuesday. Um, and then, you know, we're getting ready to kick off our NFL training camp tour you know, my goal is, is about a dozen NFL training camps. I'll be happy if I hit double digits this year. I'm trying to bang up every training camp up and down the East Coast I possibly can. And then, uh, like I said, I'll be at two dozen games during the college football season. I have the whole schedule mapped out. I, I can't wait for football. I mean, I just can't wait. And if you can't wait, well, this is a good way to get your fix every week at the College Brewery Showcase watch List show. Uh, before we wrap it up, just want to give out a shout-out to some of the people that support uh, not only the College Gridiron Showcase, but also help support the NFL Draft Bible, of course, Parabolic Performance and Rehab. Check out Uh They have their summer series, their QB Academy, uh, with the former Rutgers quarterback Gary Nova, Delaware QB coach Mike Lamonti every Monday and Wednesday. And then, you know, if you're not a quarterback, they also have the speed camp going on. Uh, in Manalapan, New Jersey, it's the largest facility east of the Mississippi. I mean, this is the, this is at Sportica Sports in Manalapan. It just opened every Monday and Wednesday for the summer. Uh, it's 80 bucks for a drop-in session. It's 600 for all 10 dates. So go parabolic.com for that. Uh, DefianceFuel.com, Defiance Fuel Water. It's great to see everybody uh, getting along. And now Defiance Fuel Water is, is available at all the Parabolic performance locations. But you can also get it at DefianceFuel.com. And if you're a fan of our show, you've watched the live streams, you watch our on-location coverage. As a matter of fact, I've been drinking Defiance Fuel throughout the show. Uh, so we definitely appreciate them. And then Premier Athlete Advisors. Uh, one of our newer sponsors, PremierAthleteAdvisors.com. You know, I had a chance to meet Adam and Matt actually at the College gridiron Showcase. I ran into them at the Combine. I saw these guys on the pro day circuit. I mean, when you talk about just one of the hardest working agents, agencies I've seen. Um, so it, it's been really nice to kind of Uh, Work with them. They're based in Charlotte, North Carolina, so Premier Athlete Advisors. If you're a 2018 prospect and want to, you know, check them out and look in betting potential agents, premierathleteadvisors.com for that, and then ticketscore.com. Shout-out to ticketscore.com. Hey, if you want to get in on a Super Bowl without actually paying Super Bowl prices, um, you know, they have ticket prices for sporting events up to 98% off-market value, and every year they have a contest where they give away Super Bowl tickets and uh, TicketScore.com for more information on that. Um, you know, big shout-out to our first show of the year to, to get things started, man. Um, of course, I was your host, Rick Saratella. We had the uh, co-founder, Craig Red. You know, whether it's Craig Red or Jose Jefferson, we try to have them pop on each and every week with a little update of of the latest comings and goings, the happenings of what's going on with the college winner showcase. Of course, our director of college football scouting, Joe Everett, never leaving a stone unturned. Our associate director, Justin Gamble, who uh, will, has no ifs, ands, and buts. He will state his opinion and he doesn't care what you think. And that's what you really want when it comes to evaluation, strong, independent-minded uh, uh, evaluators who aren't going to let outside noise influence uh, their decisions. And then, uh, you know, we'll be back next week. So, you know, if you like the show, click subscribe, share it. Like I said, we're going to get it up on the YouTube and the SoundCloud, and we're now on iTunes, so... You know, click subscribe, tell somebody about it, share it. We, we definitely appreciate it. And on that note, we're going to let you go out on this one. Back at it again. It's another edition of the College art Showcase Watchlist Show. Tracking the top NFL draft prospects on the scene each and every week. Brought to you by the NFL Draft Bible Broadcasting Around the Globe. With your hosts, Joe Everett, Justin Gamble, and me, the RIT, Rick of we are on air.